Hi, I'm Courtney Lundeen, and welcome to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. Too often, our culture minimizes the role of motherhood, but I believe being a mom is a high calling. Here at Elevate Motherhood, we love simplicity and efficiency, habits and routines, and finding ways to let things be easy. But our favorite part of life is being a mom. I'll remind you that every blessing and provision is God's, and I'll help you reflect that mindset in your home and to your family. Thanks for joining me, friend. I'm glad you're here. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. Today we are talking about organizing kids' toys. And before we get started, I hope if you're listening to this, if you have an Instagram, that you are following Elevate Motherhood on Instagram. I'm able to share a lot more there than I am here on the podcast as far as day-to-day and just quick little pieces of my life. So follow me there if you can. Today, the theme is organizing kids' toys, and we decided on Instagram that the whole theme of Elevate Motherhood for the month of October is organization and decluttering of our homes and the reason I was thinking October is the perfect time for this is because of all the holiday season coming up so you are going to be decorating your house for Christmas and if you're already feeling overwhelmed cluttered burdened by all of the physical items in your home then throwing holiday decorations on top of that may not leave you as the peaceful relaxed fun mom that you want to be in the holiday season also hopefully We can open up our homes, have friends and family over more often, and if you can put some thought into your home ahead of time and get those things off your mind that bother you or that you've been wanting to do about your home, if you could just fix it now, then hopefully that's setting yourself up to really enjoy hosting and really have your heart be to enjoy people and open up your home and serve people instead of worrying about your dishes or whatever it is that you are wanting to go ahead and get rid of now and organize and systemize now. Um, Also, if you have children, they're probably going to be getting some presents around Christmas time and kind of before we get started on the shopping and making wish lists and everything, it is helpful to go ahead and go through their toys now, go through your own stuff now, know what you have, know what you need so you can be more intentional about what you want to come into your house and then also be ready for it with space. So, Follow us on Instagram, join the fun. We're doing one tip per day on Instagram there in October. So here today on this podcast, we're going to do an in-depth deep dive into kids' toys. That is one reason I love podcasts is because I'm wordy, as you can tell, and I love to talk through everything. So on the topic of kids' toys, we're talking about storage and organization, but also how do we set up and use and display the toys that are currently in use in the playroom or wherever your kids' toys are. My own children have grown and changed a lot from birth to toddlers to now my son is five. So I'm going to share on this episode firsthand how my family has adapted and changed and systemized our toy situation throughout the years. As you guys know, I overall prefer a more minimal-ish, I like to say, a simple home that sort of applies to kids' toys. I say sort of because I don't really control their toys as tightly as I do the rest of my house. I have a little bit more of open hands with that. I want them to be kids. I want them to feel like some things are theirs that I'm not always moving around and messing up or making decisions about. And I do see their eyes light up when they get that cheap and breakable little party favor 
If they love it, I love it. It's great. We are here to live our lives and not have perfect homes. You will never hear me say the goal is to have a perfect home. That is not my goal for me. It's not my goal for you. I want us to have homes that are set up to serve our families so that we can live our lives how we want to live. Um, My daughter, for example, has like 10 baby dolls. She knows each one of them and which clothes belong to which one. And she loves all of them. And I want her to have all of them. And that's great. My son has about 400 toy cars and he also knows every single one of them, how the wheels work, who gave it to him, if it's faster than the other cars or not. And if that's what he loves, I want him to have them. So before you hear me talk about decluttering toys, I know I like things minimal, but hear me say I am a mom first. That is my priority as my kids and my family. So we're talking about it through that lens. That being said, I can't really focus or relax well when our house is completely unruly and I love having order for our physical belongings. So we'll talk through that as how it relates to toys. First, I feel like when my son was under one year old, I literally had a basket, a little small cubby of kids toys, just like a few little rattles and teethers and he had a cute little basket. (laughs) One thing I did at that time, which has been an amazing purchase still to this day, was to get an upholstered coffee table slash ottoman that opens up for storage. I bought it when he was probably around one or a little under one. I had like a sharp corner coffee table that was taking up a lot of space. And then when I had a baby crawling around, I wanted something softer that was firm enough I could still set things on, but it wasn't going to like poke him in the eye as he's kind of walking around the edges of it. And I loved the idea of storage. So when he was under one year old, that was pretty much where the toys lived in a little cubby in that storage ottoman. I found it at Marshall's, I think, and it was like $120 approximately. So we also used it for diaper storage in the living room when my kids were um, not potty trained. So it was a toy storage slash diaper station. And that was just so handy. At the time we had an upstairs and so it wasn't practical for me to like run upstairs every single time to change their diapers. So we had stuff upstairs and then downstairs it all lived in that little storage ottoman. And at first I honestly didn't put things on it. The cute little candles and breakable things I had before kids. I just childproofing my house I decided this cute little ottoman is going to be what it's going to be and it became a storage place so the reason I'm mentioning that is because if you do have a lot of stuff on it it might be less easy to just open and close it all day long but that's what we did and I also loved it because we could just put things in there and then close it and it was completely out of sight so it kept things tidy especially like I said when you have like one little baby your house is still more of a grown-up feel at that time. Um, As he got older, and I feel like around the kid's first birthday is kind of when your house explodes with toys, or at least that's what it felt like for me, I started to have a need for more space for toys. We ended up turning our formal living room into a playroom, which was 100% the right move for our family. So this is just a reminder. We do talk through this in our home organization course, but just because whatever architect designed your house said this room needs to be a formal living room or whatever, it was designed to be does not mean that's what it needs to be for your family. You can make any room anything. So um, I know it is pretty common for people to turn a formal living or a formal dining into a playroom. So that's what we did and it was definitely the right choice for our family. 
technically in our current house, we don't really have a playroom. We have a small sunroom that was attached to our house and we've converted it to a playroom. So for a few reasons, it's not completely ideal, but it is great. We love it. And I love that the kids toys can kind of be in there. If I didn't have a designated playroom, I would make a designated space in the living area and or near the kids' beds in their bedroom for toys. I would do some type of bookshelf with storage cubes or bins that can kind of be put away and full of toys but have a space to go. I really like our IKEA Kalex, I think is how you say it, K-A-L-L-A-X is the type of shelf that we have. It has eight square cubbies and right now it's on the IKEA website for $89. That's a pretty good price. I saw a similar one for a similar price at Target. Um, I could be wrong on this. I think the Ikea one is a little bit like heavier and sturdier, which I like, but they're both awesome. I use it horizontally, not vertically, which I also like for safety purposes for kids. Um, vertical bookshelves and storage is a little bit more dangerous for tipping over. So if you do have one like that, please anchor it to the wall. Just, I can't help myself but saying that, but if you have it horizontally, um, you can buy little square storage cubes to put in it. So I will talk through how we've used this shelf in multiple ways in a minute. My first bit of advice when it comes to managing all these toys, I have mentioned this before on the podcast, you don't have to keep every piece of a set. You just don't. This goes for baby onesies. If you love four out of them, four of them out of the pack of five, and you don't like that fifth one, don't hang it up in the closet. Put it straight in the donation pile. I like to think to myself, would I still be happy with this gift or the price of the set when it doesn't include the one piece that you don't really use or like? Probably you still would. So just tell yourself, it is what it is. I'm glad I like some of this. I'm going to keep some of it. And what doesn't work for me is not staying in this house. Um, As it relates to the topic of this episode, you don't really need to keep all 125 pieces of a wooden train set out at all times if your kid is one year old. Some of the pieces look like junk and if some of the pieces to a toy are junk just toss them in the trash you can donate unnecessary pieces but a donation place isn't going to want some random pieces that don't have a function on their own if you also think your kid may play with it when they are older you can save some of the toys away from the toy this has been like a major hack for me i have a big i think it's like a two gallon Ziploc bag in the garage in a toy storage area that holds tiny spare pieces to toys, things that I think we might want someday but are a pain to clean up or are a choking hazard for little kids. So that's also something to think about. You don't want all these pieces because of the mess, but you also don't want, you know, choking hazard. And then you don't have to worry about keeping them away from the one-year-old every time you pull out the toy. They're just in that Ziploc bag. You're probably not going to use them for a while, but they're there if you have such a hard time letting go of them or you think you might want them someday. You also don't have 30 extra pieces to pick up every time you play. You just have the pieces that you need. So that's my first tip. You don't have to keep or use every piece of a set. Did you know Elevate Motherhood has an online course to help you get your home organized once and for all? Our plan will help you declutter your home and set up strategies and systems to simplify your life. You won't just have an organized pantry. I'll help you set up ways to foster independence for your children, make things more special for your family, and find answers to some sticking points you didn't realize you were living with. Together, we'll make space for what matters most. We offer a money-back guarantee that you'll love it and become more of the relaxed mom and welcoming host you've always wanted to be. For more information, head to CourtneyLundeen.com. 
Podcast listeners get 20% off with code PODCAST20. Next that I want to teach you guys, I think the term Montessori style playroom is such a great thing to know about if you have young toddlers. If you have never heard the term Montessori, there are Montessori schools, it's a whole way of doing things, um, and it's amazing. Basically, in playrooms and how they organize toys are, you can picture those shelves that are mostly empty and have just a couple of toys on them. And they are low enough that a child could reach it easily. And the toys are usually things that have to be played with. They're not things with lights and buttons and batteries. They're more like little cars that you push in the wheel spin or trains. They're buckets and scoops and balls and blocks, dolls, pots and pans, animal figurines, stuff like that. The Montessori playrooms also usually have things that kids can climb on or balance on, which is another good skill for kids. So if you are a fan of Pinterest, which I still am too, I also have a Pinterest for Elevate Motherhood, so find me if you are. But if you look at playrooms, a lot of the like really beautiful ones that we pin and we think of in our mind are usually Montessori style. And then we look at our own playrooms and they're just like overloaded with toys and stuffed and packed and there's no room for anything. Um, Look at those images along with what I just said about the simple shelves, climbing things, um, and toys that need to be actually played with manually, and you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. So in my experience, there's a rule among toddlers that if a toddler can reach a bucket full of toys, they will dump out that entire bucket of toys, all of the buckets of all of the toys onto the floor. No playing involved, just dumping buckets. Even, or especially if those buckets were carefully organized and separated, they love dumping out those kind of buckets. So for those reasons, I love this IKEA cube bookshelf in our kids' playroom. When my kids were four and under, I really had it set up Montessori style. I only had a few things on each shelf. I kept a toy rotation and I had several plastic bins in my garage or at our old house, we had a big storage closet attached to the playroom, which was awesome. And all of the toys that were not in current use were stored in those bins. My organization tip for toy storage is don't store more than you can manage. So don't just shove everything in there. All the toys in these bins were easily accessible and easily located. So if you have so much that you have no idea where anything is, it's probably too much and not even worth throwing it in these bins because you'll never get into them or know how to find stuff. But if you can store some things that you want to keep separate from the toys that are currently in use, I actually do recommend doing that and I did that myself. Along these lines, in my opinion, toys that do by nature involve a lot of pieces don't have to be accessible to the kid at all times. Unless, of course, it is your child's very favorite thing or something, then of course, let them play with it every day. This is their playroom, of course. But at our house, a few things with a lot of pieces stay in the storage bins, and then when we decide it's time to play with it, we get it out and it becomes the main toy and the main attraction for a few days. So some examples here are Lego Duplos. We have a ton of those, and my kids love them. They both build stuff with them. We've had them for years, and I know if all 300 pieces were strewn across our playroom at all times every day, I don't even think my kids would play with them very much, and I think it would for sure create a huge mess all the time. So I have a storage plastic bin of Lego Duplos, and they almost always live in that bin, but when they ask for them or when I think of it, we get the whole bin out, and they stay in our living room even or the playroom for a few days, and it becomes the main thing. And My kids love it. They play with it for a few days 
breakfast, lunch, dinner. I mean, they are always playing with the Duplos when we get the Lego Duplos out. Then after a few days, it kind of magic wears off and we put it back in the bin and back in the garage. Another thing that we do this way are wooden train tracks. My son and I even love building huge train tracks. We'll get them all out and we'll build them. It'll take up our whole living room for a few days. My kids will play with it, love it. And then when they're done, they box them away. Same thing for our Hot Wheels tracks or those magic tracks. You can kind of think of things, anything that's particularly involved. I like to keep it away because then when it comes out, they just love it and it becomes such a like fun toy for them, but then it's not messy all the time. Another thing along these lines um, are, is anything that's particularly messy. So there is a toy that you've probably seen on Instagram because it is a great toy. It's like $25 and it is a kid's toy sink. You have to fill it up with water and they can wash their little dishes, turn the little faucet, the little water falls down and it falls into the sink and it is a really, really, really fun toy. But as we know, water makes a mess and so I don't really want that water toy out and available at all times. So it also lives in a storage box and when they want it, I get it out, set up the little waterproof mat, they play on it for a long time and I keep an eye on the water. Then when they're done with it, we clean it all up, let it dry, put it back in the storage bin. Similar for Play-Doh. I know Play-Doh is polarizing and a lot of moms <laughs> really don't like Play-Doh. I actually do love Play-Doh because of how much my kids love it, but I do agree it can be a mess. So I try not to have my kids like unrestricted access to Play-Doh at all times. Our Play-Doh lives in a separate toy craft <laughs> storage area that they ask me for when they want it because then I can kind of keep an eye on it and help it stay contained instead of Play-Doh just ending up everywhere all the time. So the things that they don't have access to at all times actually end up usually staying a more fun toy for them simply because it's not accessible all the time. And then when it is, they love it and play with it more. One thing to mention as the mom of the house and in charge of the playroom ultimately with little young kids who don't really have a lot of responsibility yet, you may need to help them realize which toys are unusable because this creates clutter. If a toy car track has cars, but they're all out of batteries and you don't have batteries, the toy is actually kind of junk if it's unusable or if a toy is missing an essential piece and it can't be used or a game is missing an essential piece, it actually is junk. I hate to say that because sometimes we spent money on it, it was a gift, whatever, but that's better to realize that it's junk and either fix it or toss it or whatever you need to do with it because... Otherwise, it's just clouding up the playroom, and if you never go in their playroom, never see their toys, you may not realize how much of it is broken. So see what you can fix or put batteries in or play with it. Um, maybe you could still have fun with that car, but not the broken tracks, or you could keep part of it, but not the part that becomes junk and clutter. So just an FYI, as the mom, kind of be on the lookout for that, and don't let toys become clutter when they're junk. Another thing that I hope gives you permission and freedom is that your kids don't need to keep every toy they've ever received. I like to think of all physical items and especially toys as worth it even for a short time. So when I buy something, usually I'm not like so in love with this physical item that I have so much emotional attachment to it that if it breaks, I will be devastated. I don't really want to live my life like that. And I don't want my kids to feel that way about their toys either. Kids break stuff, and especially when it's their toys, it's a perfect lesson for them to learn without us imposing shame and guilt onto them. So if they're 
breaking something or if they're too rough with something, I just like to kind of say as the mom, oh, that happens sometimes. Yeah, that's kind of why adults don't just bang things into the wall all the time because it could break. It's okay. You know, it was a fun toy. Let's play with this other car for now. Or you want to save up your money? We could ask daddy for more jobs around the house. We could save some money and we could buy a new one. That's what we have to do when things break. It just kind of becomes a learning lesson. But I'm saying that to free you up from thinking every toy they've ever received needs to stay in your house. You need to be obligated to the person that gave it to you to keep it forever, even if that means you can't even function in your playroom because it is so filled with toys. It's not how we're going to live. So birthday party favors, bring home craft toys from school, presents from family and friends. It's pretty easy to accumulate toys at all times, at least in my experience. If I had kept every toy my five-year-old has ever gotten, I don't even think that he could play in his playroom at all. Sometimes I do think this was perfect for the time that we had it. This was worth it. This was a great gift and I'm so glad he played with it for a whole year or a whole month or a whole weekend, depending on what the toy was. And if it's not serving our family or if it breaks or whatever, you don't have to keep it forever. Especially if your kid isn't attached to it and they don't care about it, like those party favors, whatever. It served its temporary purpose and then it can be trash or it can move on to another kid who will play with it more. That's okay. From birth to age five in my experience, another tip is the amount of toys a kid can handle is directly related to their age. So a one-year-old needs toys, yes, but do they need toys with 100 pieces? No. Do they need 1 million toys available to them at all times? In my opinion, no. So like I said, when my kids were one through probably four and a half, I set up our playroom like a Montessori playroom. They didn't really need a lot of quantity of toys at that time. There are actual real studies, scientific studies that show kids that have access to less toys in front of them actually play better and play more and have more creative play. So you're not doing them a disservice by decluttering their toys. You may actually do them a favor. And having less toys helps them start to learn where their toys are belong so they can find what they're looking for and they can learn to clean up when they're done especially as kids get older like three and four they can take on more responsibility for putting things back where they go but if their toys don't even have a place to belong and everything is always everywhere when you say to your kid go clean the playroom they are going to be like what in the world do you mean it is chaos in here (laughs) but if they have less toys and each thing has a place where it belongs they will know what you mean. So set your kids up for success. This is like a life skill and it can really start in their playroom with their belongings, especially if you want them to be helpful with putting things back and cleaning up. As the mom, it's our job to help them set it up in a way where things actually have a place where they go. Like we love to say on Elevate Motherhood, we always are looking for ways to foster independence and responsibility for our kids and teach them in a loving way. And this is just one of those things that's a blessing for us to be able to teach them and set them up for success. So There is so much heart behind my love for organization and strategy for the family. So I hope that you're picking up bits and pieces of that too in the midst of these practical details. So as kids get older, like three, four, or five, they really start to remember their toys that they can't see right in front of them. You know, a two-year-old, you like move it away and they like have no idea they forgot where it was. But as they get older, they start to say, hey, where was my this? Hey, can I have this? And I started to realize my son, as he was, you know, four and a half or so, he was really having more of a sense of ownership of his toys. And he's capable of using toys more often and getting more creative with combining, playing with multiple toys at the same time. 
So for a lot of reasons, my son was coming out of the toddler stage. I felt the need to make more toys available to him at all times so he wouldn't have to ask me to get his toys out of our toy storage bins and he could more independently find what he wanted and play how he wanted to play. So I got those storage cubes bins, which are available everywhere, that fit in all of the cubbies, but they specifically fit in our Ikea shelves and I sorted more toys into bins. So I printed off black and white clip art labels with pictures of the generic theme. So it had a picture of like remote control car on it. And then all of his remote control cars and remotes went in that bin. Or my daughter's has like a Barbie picture of the Barbie face, the little silhouette. That's where all her Barbie stuff goes. So I did this so that the kids could easily identify where the toys are that they're looking for and learn where to put them back when it's time to clean up. My son particularly loves Legos. So I didn't want that to be an only get this out sometimes type of toy because I knew it was important to him to have access to them all now. And he, like I said, is getting more responsible and mature. So I found a cute little Lego table and I set it up for him in his room to have all his Legos out in his room. And they all live in those little cubbies. They're all there for him. And it's not something that he has to ask me for. So you of course, know your kid and know your family. So I don't, I hope, feel like you need to copy everything I'm saying. I'm just giving you ideas and strategies so that you can take it as an example and then you can apply it to how it would fit the needs best for your family. So um, some of you might be thinking, great, but what about if my kids are several years apart and all different stages? I have an eight-year-old and I also have a baby or one-year-old and I get that. (laughs) I know like not every kid's families are developing into certain stages at the same time. So I think in this case, the older kid would probably need and want some space all to themselves. Even like I said, if it's a little area in their room for their special Legos and you, the baby isn't really allowed to go over there, you kind of keep the baby away from that. Or maybe it's a box. Like I remember my friend has a daughter quite a bit older than mine and she wanted to show me her special rock collection and went and got her special box out of her room and she said the babies can't play with this though because it was a choking hazard but she loved feeling like this was a special thing for her and she knew that it was her job to help keep the babies safe and keep them away so I think it can be twofold the older kid loves it and it's beneficial to the whole family when they have their own special space even if it's a box and you can Also keep these in mind, like the idea of how many toys kids need access to is proportional to their age. So if your two-year-old wants to play with a makeup set that her seven-year-old sister has, maybe pull out the bag and a few items that aren't super small and give them to the two-year-old to play with for a little while. She may not even really need or be able to play with that entire set. And of course, just do whatever works for your family. (laughs) I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but just giving you an idea of you can still apply this to setting out or giving a smaller quantity of toys to the younger kids. Another example of this is my daughter and her baby doll accessories. Probably when she was around one and a half years old at Christmas time, she started getting tons of baby dolls and accessories like diapers, bibs, pacifiers, pretend lotion, bottles, juice, baby food, diaper rash cream, soap, wipes. I mean, everything you can think of. It's all so cute and so fun. But when she was one and a half, she didn't really need all of that stuff or even know how to use it. So I had a little shelf for her in the playroom with a baby bottle and a bib and baby food and maybe like a pretend diaper. And she loved it and got out her baby dolls, put them in a little crib and high chair and took care of her baby dolls. She thought it was so many, she thought of so many fun ideas with these toys. And as she kept getting older and older and more able to start putting the clothes on the baby dolls and stuff, I started making more of those toys available to her. So you don't even have to like immediately get rid of some things. Like I mentioned, you can put them in a giant Ziploc bag or certain storage bin in your garage that is 
spare parts for toys and you can bring them out and give your toys ac- your kids access to more toys as they get older. So that is that was easier for me helping her clean up a few things at a time when she was 18 months old and then now that she's three she has more of her toys because she's more capable of playing with them and putting them away. So another tip since the holidays are coming up if you don't already have one especially if you are kind of decluttering and purging after you're listening to this start a wish list for your kids. I personally have an Amazon list for each kid and when I see something that they like I add it to the list or when they mention something that their friend had I add it to the list. This also helps me reduce impulse buys because if I see someone share something on Instagram and I'm like oh I want that but I'll I know I won't forget it because I'm adding it to the list so I can think about it for a minute and it helps me so much too when family members or friends or whatever say what does your kid want for Christmas or for their birthday I can pull up that list and have a few ideas ready to share you can literally share an Amazon list with a link directly to the list Or you could just, you know, keep it for yourself, but just look at it when someone asks and think, oh yeah, they've really been needing a puzzle that's bigger now that they're older or a certain kind of race car that they want, whatever. Even if you don't use Amazon, you can make a note on your notes app on your phone. I do this for ideas for myself too, not just for my kids, but I think it is very helpful to have an intentional list of things that they want. Okay, that's all I have right now for this kid's episode. There's actually a lot more I could say, but I'm going to stop here for now and we'll do probably a part two sometime soon. And like I said, find me on Instagram at Elevate Motherhood because I'm sharing a lot of tips there too, not just about toys, just about decluttering and systemizing your home in general. Also, if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you can hear all the future Elevate Motherhood episodes. Before we close, I would love to say a little prayer and blessing for you. Dear God, thank you so much for our kids. Thank you that we have the honor and privilege of raising little humans and taking care of them and all of their things. Thank you that we are able to have toys in our homes for our sweet kids. Help us to view it all as a blessing instead of a burden. Help us to be a good steward of our home and the belongings and use what we have in a fun way that serves our family. Also help us to keep open hands, to be generous with our belongings and remember anything physical is just stuff and it's never the priority. Thank you for leading us and guiding us in all that we do. Let everything we do before your glory, Lord, in your son Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being here, friends. Until next time, let's elevate motherhood.